Uh, Phil, that was uh, Claire Goldsberry, uh, the book, The Illusion of Life and Death. You know, hey, it's, it's a subject that cannot be, well, you can't avoid it, but you might as well not avoid it. Uh, it's been discussed by many over many years, and uh, nobody really knows, and nobody will probably ever know. But uh, I think uh, her message of not having fear and being detached in, 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 the, in the good and positive way uh, and uh, approaching it uh, as her significant other did uh, is, is the better way to go. You know, um, I think this, we've had several people lately on the show talking about death and dying. Uh, are, are, is, it a, is it a sign, Dennis? <laughs> Maybe a little bit being, Is there a we, message? I, I, a matter of fact, we, we haven't had anybody on recently who's talked about having a near-life experience. So no. he's <laughs> a near-death experience. I, no, let me say I, one thing, though, because I, 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 I should have mentioned it when I was interviewing, we're doing the interview. <clears throat> I was with my mother when she passed. I was very close with my mother. She was older. She had battled cancer for a number of years. And she was, at the time, we were interacting with and she was asleep. And I was with her when she took her last breath. Very personal experience. But what was apparent to me was the woman that I knew and loved, my mother, once that last breath was taken, I saw the body as a vehicle and the her that I knew was gone. I, I didn't see anything. It wasn't some cosmic uh, experience, but it just was so incredibly apparent to me at the time. And, and I, I really can't articulate. How old were you? I was at the time, I was probably in my 40s, 45, something Oh, like okay. That. So you were well into your spiritual path. Yeah, I was meditating many years and I had that perspective. And uh, I, you know... My assumption was that this one moves on and 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 all that, but this I I you don't expect what the experience is going to be like, but that was what uh, what what my what I felt, you know. Like I said, it wasn't a visual experience or anything like that, but it was what I felt. And I've heard similar uh, uh, ex experiences from other people that had, you know many people approach it in different ways. I thought it was also good that you ask the question about grief, because that's something yeah. that uh, becomes a big part of that process of, of leaving, that those that, uh, you know, it's the, the, the person that leaves and it's the person, the people that are left, it's all part of that process that, yeah, that uh, I think some cultures and have handled better than other cultures. But, you know, it's uh, one of the reasons I, I asked that is because I, I went through a lot of changes about that, you know, um, some of us were very influenced by the Bhagavad Gita and, and similar uh, teachings. And there's a passage in the Gita. It's a very important passage where Krishna says to Arjuna, um, who, who is facing the prospect of having to uh, fight in a battle and the, the evil people on the other side are, some of them are his relatives and he, he does, he, you know, he's faced with possibly having to kill them. And Krishna says, don't grieve for the dying, the dead. Right. They'll be. And so I've seen people and I was guilty of it too, thinking, Oh, don't grieve. Yes. We all, there's no such thing as death and you know, the spirit lives on and we take another form and all this stuff. And that led me and other people to 
essentially suppress our own grief because oh, we would convince ourselves, oh, you know, you shouldn't grieve. There's no, you know, everything's fine and all that. Or in, in, in Judeo-Christian terms, they're often, oh, they went to a better place and God called them and, you know, all that. And it leads to suppression. And then at one point I had this realization. I said, you know, it doesn't say don't grieve. It says don't grieve for them. They're going to be okay. Their spirit moves on. They're going to just take on a different form. But you're suffering a loss. Right. And, and that loss is real. And, you know, you, you can't deny that. So after that, I, I was much more okay with, like, just the reality of dealing with grief, you know, it, it, in an honest way. Right. I, I think when it's like any, as one, traditionally, it's my understanding is as one grows toward enlightenment, one still has. And if you read the Bhagavad Gita, if you read the Mahabharata, if you read the Rama, you know, the, uh, the Ramacharicha Manasa, any of these books, uh, that talk about uh, Ram or Krishna and, and Arjuna and uh, and all that 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 went with it uh, that the the, the uh, Sita that uh, they had all the human experiences of 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 laughter and pain and and heartache right. all of these things but that one at the same time is a witness a silent witness of that that that's that inner inner peace is there so I think it's very unhealthy to for somebody to lose someone or something very close to them. And they have that pain not to fully experience that. That's a human experience. That's what makes us human. But at the same time, have that inner core, that inner silence, that inner peace that helps you to navigate through those uh, uh, tumultuous, rough waters of life. Because, yeah. you know, and I, I think we all experienced that when, when we learned uh, meditation, we got on a spiritual path, you know, that it was this mood making that, oh, nothing's going to bother me. Yeah, no, a lot of things bother me. And, and I've been at this for 50 years, you know, but it, it's at the same time, I feel like I have more inner uh, reserve and strength yeah. and quite to, to deal with it. Not, not 100 percent, but but it, 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 it's uh, uh, it's something I can draw from and put in perspective as if, because anybody that thinks they're just going to mood make through life, they're going to have big problems. And, and or thinks that they won't be affected by the uh, ups and downs of life. You know, yeah, you go outside be... and it's five degrees below zero. I'm, I'm not like, I don't need my shoes. I mean, you no, know, you're going to be cold. You're going <laughs> to shiver. You're going to need a coat. You're going to complain about it. But at the same time, it doesn't have to overshadow your being. Yeah, that, that's right. And and I, I think that's a realistic assessment of how we progress on a spiritual path, as opposed to, you know, some fantasy that, uh, you know, will never uh, have those all too human experiences anymore or be affected by them. But right. and again, we're affected by them in a different way and we recover from them in a different way. Yeah, that, that's what struck me when I first read the, uh, was it the Mahaparada and the Ramayana? Uh, I remember when we were- that, that, uh, Yeah, these enlightened people that were, you know, that, that, that were written about uh, in, in the ancient Vedic text experienced all of the emotions. They weren't yeah. flat, where they just everything was wonderful all the time. And then same in the Bible, all the, you know, the great, the, the right. biblical prophets, Jesus himself, they all were having these human experiences. And, you know, no that's escape. What, and so are we. I remember when in the days we were uh, 
spending a lot of time, you and I and uh, our friend, uh, many of our friends with uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Um, I remember one time when somebody raised this question with him. Oh, you know, if, if we're all reborn and, you know, all this, why do I feel this way when my loved one died? And I, you know, I, what's wrong with me, you know, essentially, I'm, why am I feeling this? And he said in a very compassionate way, when we lose somebody, it's difficult because we can no longer locate them. Right. And I remember that, that it was an interesting choice of words. It was like, because the question was, I know they still exist somewhere, so why am I feeling this way? Because you can't locate them. There's no space, no, no, uh, con- nothing concrete in space and time. You can't get them on the phone. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And <laughs> not answering. Not, not even phone. Zoom, not even Zoom can go there. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, well put. Well, that was, uh, uh, really enjoyed it. I thought she was. Um, very sincere and articulate in her experience and sharing with others. I think she, her sharing is a very generous sharing. And we knew about her because uh, her publicist contacted us uh, mm-hmm. as a good publicist should, knowing this was a good fit. And which uh, reminds me to tell our listeners and viewers, if you know somebody we should interview and have on the show... Yes, let us know. All we can do is, you know, we might say no. <laughs> getting a lot of requests. We get a lot of requests and we have a, a committee who prefers to remain anonymous, who makes sure we don't uh, make mistakes. In, uh, or overbook. Or overbook. And, and please, the subscribe button is right there. Uh, please click. It's free to do. Please, the subscribe button. We would appreciate subscribe that. Subscribe and contribute. Either or, or both. Yeah, we're both. All right, till next time. Next time.